Hello and welcome into Camel Call Live, coming to you from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight. We are here with uh, Campbell Head football coach Mike Minter. I'm Chris Amire. We've got another great show for you tonight on the second half hour. We will visit with our quarterback, Haj Malik Williams, and our center, Isaiah Birch. But to kick us off, as always, we are talking football and joining me now, the two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, the NFC champion in his 10 years with the Carolina Panthers. He is, of course, our head football coach, Mike Minter. And we're going to get to a lot of things. We're going to talk about the seniors. We're going to talk about the last game. But I want to talk about a, uh, a redshirt freshman in V.J. Wilkins because today Campbell's all-everything wide receiver was named a Jerry Rice Award finalist. That means he's one of 22 players that are in the running for the best freshman in all of FCS. Coach, uh, what does that mean to you and to him? You know, it's, it's, um, it's pretty amazing to see how these young people, you know, grow and become um, whatever they're going to become, right? And, and we knew with B.J., with his speed, his ability to make plays in the open field, that he was going to be a problem. And um, so in the return game, he was going to be a problem. I, I think he got over 1,000 yards when you combine the receiving yards with the return yards. And, and um, you know, what an impactful player he was for us this year. And, and, and a great young man, too. You know, he get it. You know, work hard in the classroom. He's great off the field um, as a young man. You know, his parents need to be really, really proud of, of what they did. So, um, and then for the program to have a young man that's a finalist um, on that list is, is pretty big. You know, a couple of things on that. This is the fifth time you have had a freshman in the running for uh, the Jerry Rice Award. Again, it's the, it's the best freshman in all of FCS football. Uh, you had Daniel Smith, the former quarterback who was uh, – second and, and runner-up all-time, but I think this shows you as well, Coach, how this program develops players. V.J. Wilkins did not play last year. He, he did not play at all, and to go from that to one of the most impactful freshmen in the entire nation, what does that say about what you're doing and how you're developing these guys? Well, you know, that's really what I, I believe coaching is all about, is being able to take raw talent and then develop it into – um, what it could be, right? And we call it unlocking your greatness. And, and um, you know, that's part of the, the, the you know, the, the blueprint when we talk about getting these young men. Uh, we talk to their parents. Hey, look, they come here. We will get the best out of them. And um, he's just another one in line of, of a lot of people that we've been able to um, unlock their greatness. So you think about him and, and then I, I look on the flip side, we got a rookie that's in the National Football League get his first start um, in Julian Hill. Again, man, it's it just, you know, that's product of uh, what you're doing as a culture in, in your football program. And um, so, man, I, I'm, I'm proud of these young men, proud of these coaches um, of what they did and have done. Um, in this program over the years. Yeah, and Julian, of course, someone that, that came into your program, not even the position that he's in the NFL in today. He came to you as a, as a quarterback. And we'll talk as this show goes on, and we have a, a couple of them right now, some guys that have been in this program for a long time and will uh, we'll hopefully, at the very least, end up in an NFL camp um, coming up this summer. Okay, let's go to the final game of the season. Your Camels on the road, sprinted out to a 28 to nothing lead, ended up winning 28 to 14 at NCANT. Your thoughts on that final game win for a second straight year? Well, first of all, you, you know, it's very important, Chris, as you know, um, to win that last game, um, regardless of, of um, you know, what, what the circumstances are. You want to win that last game so you can feel good, you know, you, 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 have Thanksgiving meal, it, it tastes better, and and um, the company is better around you because you, you won your last game, and you're not sitting around thinking about, whoa, man, I wish, you know, and, and that's the great thing about winning that last game. Um, it, it was really good to, to um, you know, get back, right, because they beat us last year, and, and, and we wanted to, to get that game. Um, it was circled since day one, and um, and our guys went out there and finished. I think that's the other piece to it, um, Chris, is that 
um, you know, you kind of disappointed at how the season went up to that point, and um, you're on a three-game losing streak, and so you're like, hey, look, man, guys, let's finish. Um, let's finish it for the seniors. Let's finish it for ourselves. And um, that's what they did, and, and they dominated really the whole football game. So, you know, 28-14 don't really show um, the dominance that, that these guys really had. Yeah, I agree. And it's, and it's interesting, Coach, because you, you had told me that last year. You said, you know, if we get this last game, you, you see there'll be difference in the weight room over the winter. It'll, it'll be different into the spring. And I tell you, I, I noticed the difference, and that's one of the first things you said in the spring. This team, from winning that game, it gives you some momentum that, that, that you can't fabricate, and you'll have the same thing going into this offseason, plus a 4-4 four and four record in the, in, in the toughest conference in, in all of the FCS. That, that is what is above and beyond of what you did last year. No, absolutely. Um, you know, this is our floor um, coming into the CAA, and... Um, you know, we, we got a lot of young guys coming back. Our base is strong. Um, these young men that you're going to talk to in the second hour um, really just built the foundation of what we're looking at today. And um, so these young people that's coming back next year, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing, Chris. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's a lot of work and change that got to happen uh, because even though you – you know, small plays away from from being um, different than four and four in your first year. Um, you still got to put in a lot of work and change to to um, be able to close that gap. And so we're looking forward to it. You're right. The energy is going to be high. Um, the guys today. I mean, you know, the closeout meeting. Um, the energy is there. The the focus is there. The intensity is there, and um, and and the talent is there. And so uh, we we have to. You know, get these guys ready and, and, and um, you know, come back next year, you know, ready to take the next jump and the next step. Yeah, and, y you know, with that win, four and four in the conference, that's that's good period, especially in the CAA. Some years that may get you into the FCS playoffs. Uh, they got four in this year, um, which they've gotten four in now for the past three years. They've gotten six in a couple of times. There's one automatic bid, so these are all other at-large two got first-round buys. That just tells you what kind of conference it is. But you as Campbell, the first new CAA, the first new first-year CAA member in football to win four or more games in its inaugural season since going all the way back to Old Dominion in 2011. And that's seven teams that have come between Old Dominion and you to have a four-win season in the CAA. I think that tells you something about where this program is and where it's going. No, it definitely tells you uh, where we're at. Um, because, you know, again, when you're talking about the greatest um, and the toughest schedule um, that, that we've ever played here at Campbell University, um, and, and to be able to go four and four or 500, um, you know, I, 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 I know what it looks like and feels like yeah. over the years. You say, man, that's the same as it been before. But you can't say that because at the end of the day, these, these opponents that we played, was different than last year's opponent. Um, you, you have us in the Big South OVC right now. It, it's a whole different ball game because of this conference is that much better than what we faced last year um, in the Big South. And, and it wouldn't be, you know, this team in that conference wouldn't even be funny or close to, <laughs> to what we would do there. And, and uh, you know, so you, you got to take your hat off to these guys, man, to be able to do that. Seven other teams couldn't do that. And, um, you know, you, you got to be able to um, be thankful for, for what you was able to accomplish in year one in the CAA. And, and my goal was to beat all the teams that left the Big South <laughs> and went into the CAA. Which you did. And that, that was the goal. And, and um, so it shows the growth because we all was there last year. We all was there the year before that. Yeah. And um, and they played us and they beat us. So last time we played Hampton, they beat us. Last time, Mama, you know, we played them, they beat us pretty bad. And and the last time we played A and T, they beat us. And so our program is growing. Um, it doesn't feel that way because of the record. You look at five and six, yeah. and but at the end of the day, man, four and four in the Big South. I mean, in the um, CAA, is totally different than than. Um, 
last year's record. Well, that's the thing. The, you know, this five and six, so much different. And, and you're not saying that. I'm not saying that. Just to paint this with an orange brush for, for all those reasons you said. And it's been a little bit frustrating for you in this, in, in this decade that you've been here because, look, you know that you have brought this team from statistically, when, when you took over, they were the, the, they were the worst team in the Sager and ratings in, in all of football. So, so that is what you took over. And you made them a really good PFL team. Probably the year you would have won the PFL, you went to the Big South. Then, of course, you had to build up because you went from non-scholarship to scholarship. You had to build all the way to a, uh, a darn good, deep scholarship football team. This year, we both know you would have won the, won the Big South. Oh, by the way, we're going to throw you into the toughest thing. Now, now, again, you want to be here. You want that challenge. You know what will do this program. But it's, it's made it, you know, overall, when you take a look at it, unless you dive in deep, it's a little bit frustrating. No, it's very frustrating, man. Um, you know, the, the thing that people must understand about me is, um, you know, my whole life, you know, as a coach, when I was coaching high school football to, um, you know, playing, I've never lost. And and so for, you know, I'm trying something for the 11th time, and I'm still trying to figure that out to get us over the hump. But to your point, it's been different challenges, yeah. right? And so the challenge have stiffened even though, um, I'm still at the same place, right? And, and, and that's probably the most frustrating um, part. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the part that you set and you think, okay, man, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, now we at home. We're in the CAA. Yeah. We ain't going nowhere else. We ain't moving. And, um, and now they, they'll get to see yep. uh, what we're all about. And, and so I look forward to, um, you know, showing everybody what it's going to look like next year. Hey, well, one more thing when we go back and, and talk a little bit more of, uh, about that NCAA&T game. Hodge Malik Williams finished the day close to 200 yards, passing 15 of 20. He had 21 rushing yards, nine different receivers like he's been doing all year. He's been, he's been finding everyone. So uh, his two TD passes, I think it was the one record that he didn't have, um, 19 on the year. That's at a new program record. He has career records in, in pretty much everything else. And then he catches a pass. <laughs> um, and, and this was great because uh, uh, about a month ago, I'm talking to, to, to somebody that, that had just been with uh, the athletic department for a couple years and, and, and saying, you know, saying, where's Hodge and all these records? I'm saying he has all this and he has 80, I think it's something like 85 total touchdowns. And I said, two of them are for catching passes. He's like, no way. I said, they did this great trick play at work two times. And sure enough, you guys had it in the wide receiver pass. He had to do a little bit more running this time. It wasn't the best pass in the world. We won't, we won't take that away from fights, but just an unbelievable play. Talk about that and talk about you all putting that in. Well, you know, it's, it's a thing, you know, Cuddy, Coach Cuddington, we called him Cuddy, right? <laughs> He's our tight end coach. He was part of the team that did that trick play that yeah. you was talking about yeah. in 2020. He was also part of the team, I think we did it like in 2018, 2017, yeah. something like that, and 2019. And, um, and, and, <laughs> and so we, we came and hit it again, and it was, it was something that, um, you know, these guys say, hey, man, we, it, we, we need to generate some explosive plays. Um, and, you know, that was one of the ones we went to. And I remember us putting it in, and we did it in practice. I said, uh-oh, <laughs> there, there it is. It's going to work again. Uh, and, um, you know, Coach Wheaton called it at the right moment. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody in the stadium was like, what, what, what is the offensive line doing? Why are they laying down on the ground? And, you know, they pop up, and um, nobody <laughs> there to block. And then Hodges walk in the end zone. So. Yep. Um, great job of executing and, uh, you know, great catch by him, man, because, you know, he, his hands is kind of suspect a little bit. So <laughs> um, that, that was a great catch. Hey, um, speaking of uh, your, your offensive line, and again, we'll talk to your quarterback, Haj Malik Williams, and, uh, and his center, Isaiah Birch, coming up in the second half hour of the show. But speaking of that offensive line, you guys got out to a 28 nothing lead, and then you put it on the backs of the big guys up front, and Nakari Rogers. He has been a piece that has really been missing from this running attack. I think, I think you know, that's been overlooked a little bit, which his talent is, uh, is elite. 
but you guys were able to salt this game away, 203 yards of total rushing, your top three top backs average five yards, and that's what happens when you, when you go so deep. And again, I think uh, the statistic holds up 5-0 and when uh, rushing for over 150 yards per game. So it was great to see not only Hodge do what he does, do his magic to get you guys off to a, to a great lead, you sprint off to 28-0, and then put it on the backs of your good running backs and your great offensive line to, to, to salt it away. That, that, that was a cool part of it as well. It really is. Uh, Chris, you know, uh, really that's what football is all about, right? Being able to run the football and being able to stop the, the run. And, and we was able to do both um, in this game. And, and, you know, it really came down to – the trenches, um, and, and we was able to lean on these big guys up front, man. You know, Isaiah Birch, a guy you'll be able to talk to, um, the, the quarterback of the offensive line, and, and then, you know, Big T on one side and Big Mike on the other side, and, uh, you know, Baraka and, and uh, Big Q um, that's at the guards. Them, them guys play tough. Um, and I told him, man, look, we're going to lean on you guys, and and uh, we're going to run this football and, and, and run this clock out so we can get up out of here with a win. <laughs> and, um, you know, them guys was able to do that. But to your point, man, if we're able to rush the football for 200 yards, we're going to win the game. Yep. And we'll be right back after the break. We'll have another segment with Coach Minter. Talk about what happens here. Signing day coming up. It's going to be another uh, big and very good signing class for Campbell. That's all coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. No show next week, the Monday after Thanksgiving, but we will be back with shows on December 4th and December 11th. On the 11th, we'll feature our Campbell wrestling team. They just had a big win on UFC Fight Pass uh, in Wyoming in a barn. Basketball, though, is uh, getting underway in full swing. How about this? Just down the street, of course, we're five minutes right from campus. The Creek Classic Tournament is going on. Campbell plays at 7 tonight, 7 tomorrow, and 5 on Wednesday. GoCamels.com uh, for tickets. So your season done, Coach, but what do the next couple of weeks hold? Final exam, signing day. You might not have any games, but, boy, you're busy, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't quit, um, stop, right? So to your point, we do have finals coming up, and uh, we got to finish strong in the classroom. Um, guys have been doing really, really good throughout the whole semester. And I told them today, look, you got to sprint through the finish line. Um, but in life, everybody is telling you to slow down right now. Why? Because you got Thanksgiving, then you're going to have Christmas, then you're going to have a break. And But I'm telling you to sprint. And so we kind of got like a contradiction going on in their life <laughs> uh, where the coaches is trying to push them to go fast, fast, fast. And the world is saying, no, slow down, slow down. So we, we, we got to finish up strong there. And then um, we, we, we're on the road, right? We're we trying to get this um, recruits in here. And, and um, we're not going to sign as many as we've done in the, in the past just because we built a great foundation in yep. the last two uh, re recruiting classes. And, um, and so, you know, we, we are real, real happy with what we yep. have coming in. And we'll, we'll probably have about five or six transfer guys that we'll add to the, um, to the bunch. And, um, you know, we got about six, uh, six or seven um, other high school kids coming in. So it'll be a smaller class, but um, this class will be, <laughs> it'll be another great one. And, um, you know, when you start stacking them year in and year out, um, eventually they're going to grow up and, and um, you'll start to see um, all the things that everybody been wanting to see um, with the production from the recruiting classes. These guys, you got to give them time to grow up. And, um, you know, you look at a VJ. He's one of those kids that was part of that number one yeah. recruiting class. Yes, he and, was. And now you're starting to see. He's just a, you know, redshirt freshman. What is he going to look like um, his junior year? Um, and we got a lot of guys just like him. They just got to, you know, mature up, and, and, um, and you'll see um, the fruits from um, this labor. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And and that's the thing, too. It's like, well, okay, wh why haven't I seen as many guys, you know, committing here? It's like, well, 53 newcomers last year. The fact that you, you, you have had the past two years moving into the CAA, which you knew you were doing, you have had to bring in so many guys. And, and yeah, you don't need a whole lot because you got a whole lot of talent, and a whole lot of that talent is, uh, is coming back. But, uh, again, it's going to be um, up there as far as uh, ranked uh, – FCS signing classes out of high school, and again, just like last year, you did such a good job um, going into the to the transfer portal. This senior class, though, will be known, and we're going to talk to to talk to two of them um, coming up, and Isaiah Birch and and Haj Malik Williams. Uh, these guys will really, really be remembered as not only setting this foundation that that, that gets this team and this uh, athletic department into the CAA, but then this year was so crucial. You guys were picked to finish uh, 12th out of out of 15. You end up finishing sixth. You end up again in games and really a couple of plays away away from the playoffs. They're also going to be the uh, senior class that's going to be remembered to giving this athletic department, this school, and this uh, program belief that hey, not only are we in the in the CAA, we can compete in the CAA. We can get in the playoffs. We can win in a championship in the CAA. Hey, C C Chris. Man, that is so um, valuable to to um, this program because I've been here the whole time building this thing. And um, one of the things that, that, you know, when you in a program w where we were, belief is a real thing, right? And, and so your belief is really, you know, so strong and so important in, in, in so many lives. And so if you have young men who build that belief that, yes, you can go to the CAA and compete. Yes, you can win a championship. You saw what the, what the you know, the champs look like. You, you see that, and, and um, you know you're not far off from that. And so the, the, the belief of understanding that, yes, that is possible. Now, last year this time, nobody knew that. Nobody knew it was possible. Of course, they picked us 12th or 13th or wherever they picked us right at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, I think I got it wrong. I think it was 13, yeah. 13 <laughs> so, out of 15. So, so you know, um, where, wherever they're picking you is that that's their belief of you. But these seniors, who I love dearly, um, showed us and everybody else that's coming back, guys, you belong. And not only do you belong, you're supposed to win. And, yep. um, you know, that's that's um, beautiful stuff. Um, talk to me real quick about, uh, well, yeah, heck, you don't have to do real quick. We can take as long as we want. Isaiah and uh, and Haj here down below. I, I, that Isaiah, a guy that, that you really developed and then had injuries, and then you asked to move to center. Um, you asked so much of him, and he really was the anchor. And, to, and you know, this year became the, the, the captain of your very good offensive line. Yes, he did. Um, you know, him and Julian Hill was really, really close. So um, I think they're roommates. And, and, and so these guys believe and think exactly the same. And so for him to, to make a um, change from guard to center because we needed a center, um, he took it and, and snapped probably 500 snaps a, a day to make sure because he'd never done it before. So he had to put in the time and the work to be able to not be noticed when um, Hodge is catching that snap, right? And, and, and now, look, Hodge might say something different when he gets up here. I remember maybe two snaps that Hodge had to go get. And, and in a college football season, I mean, that is incredible, right? It, it really is. And, and for your first year. For your first year. You've never done it before. Like, it, it's um, – it just shows the commitment um, of, of this young man and, and who he is and, and um, what he needed to do for this football team to leave a position he's been playing his whole career to then now take on a new challenge. Um, you, you just don't find that in young people um, too often. It, you know, to sacrifice what you want for the betterment of the team. And by the way, he's going to get a chance to play at the next level because he made that change and um, did such a great job um, with that change. And so, you know, that's, that's really what it's all about. And that's who Isaiah Birch is. He, I mean, he's been like that uh, from the first time I went up in the mountains in, in western 
Carolina yeah. to uh, we'll, we'll talk him. about Marion, North Carolina yeah, a little bit yeah. in the second half hour. <laughs> yeah, and um, but you know, just a, you know, his parents did a great job. A solid young man with um, with you know with standards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haj Malik Williams, he came in and uh, boy jumped off the page. There, there are a few freshmen that can that can play at this level, lead a team at this level, and be successful at that level. And and he really carried that all through. And and as I've said many times this year, he was really good. He he got better mm-hmm. this year. I mean, it was uh, it, it was amazing to see his career started like this and and really didn't plateau but kept going up up and up. And again, I know. Uh, you're going to be like me and a lot of people that do not have him, you know, back there <laughs> uh, but behind center is going to be something because he's been such a reliable and yeah. such a dynamic part of the offense for so long. No, he really has. And, and um, you know, again, a, a young man that went to Army at first, um, didn't like it and um, decided to come here to Campbell. And for the last five years, this is all we've known um, from from day one, he comes on campus and uh, take command of the of the team and um and really you know show people how to compete at a different level and and you know the leadership and the growth individually right throughout the years of of him showing um people that you got to work and change no matter how great you come in as a freshman it's still work to do and that was really his message today to the team was you know be present um don't don't let moments uh, pass you by um, because when you're present, then you're able to work and change and get better. And, um, you know, that's the message, and, and that's who he is, and that's what um, he embodies. It's, it's um, being present and, and being a God who's not afraid to work and change. Well, Coach, uh, thank you so much. The only, the only thing I really got to give you a little trouble at, you, you know, your football teams open up the season at Liberty next year, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to go back up there again. Again, man. And they really, they really good this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I look, you, you know, I'm concentrated in FCS, and I'm like, we have to play Liberty next year. They're like, Liberty, you know they're undefeated. And yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah Chadwell we go. got them boys playing yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I, I also tell people they're, uh, they're cutting us a pretty good check, too, man. Yeah. They, they might not be Power 5, but they got Power 5 money. So, uh, yeah, there so you go. We we'll will, take our check, Chris. I, I, I know. We will, we will talk a lot, of course, in this winter and in this spring, and we'll, uh, and we'll visit with you on signing day. But, uh, but, but thank you so much for everything you do for the show, for the program. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next Labor Day weekend at Liberty, man. All right, buddy. <laughs> Have a good one. All right. Haj and Isaiah coming up after the break. This is Campbell Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Campbell Cole live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. It is a thrill to have uh, two of the best uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Feels like they have been here forever, and I mean that in a very good way. Isaiah Birch, our, uh, just moved to center this year. Of course, you knew him as our guard for many years. And Haj Malik Williams, the starting quarterback for this Campbell team, ushered them into the Big South, navigated through COVID, and now with a 4-4 four and four record in the CAA. And Isaiah, we'll, we'll talk with you because your path, like, like so many that have entered this program under Coach Minner, you know, you came in, red shirt, then you get hurt, you finally get your chance and it's COVID. Man, you had to wait a long time to show what you could do uh, out on that field. What, what was it like getting through that and how'd you get through it? Uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, uh, a long time coming, you know, uh, my journey was different from, you know, a lot, you know, coming uh, down here to be redshirted, knowing that uh, coming down here was going to be that because, uh, you know, it was the first time going into uh, scholarship play. So everybody coming in on the sc- that first scholarship class uh, knew we were going to be redshirted. So, you know, coming out of that year, you know, I was ready to go. And then, you know, spring didn't turn out the way I wanted to, got hurt. Um, and then had another season-ending injury the year after that. So really became delayed, but I just stayed in it, you know. Uh, my faith kept me strong, you know, faith in the most high. Um, and really, man, just the, the energy around the, the building and, you know, Coach Mint and everybody else that was around me just uh, kept believing in me. 
um, you know, saying I'd be back, and, you know, I trusted that. And then uh, when I first got my time, you know, it was, like you said, it was COVID. Um, but, man, that first game was special against uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, playing, you know, my first game was against an FBS opponent and, you know, took it down to the goal line to, yeah. to go for two to win it. Um, it was a great way to uh, start my uh, college career after, you know, all the, all the hardships. So, man, um, not the way I wanted my college career to start, yeah. but uh, it was definitely a, a beautiful one. Tell me about um, the decision. You know, with what you have done here and what you have earned, I mean, you were a guard and a great guard and one of our starters for, for years, and then they're like, hey, we need a center. How does that conversation go, and, uh, and how do you step up and say, okay, that's going to be me? Uh, yeah, you know, it was in the spring of this last year, um, during spring ball, you know, our starting center, Quincy, who came back to be a really good guard for us, um, he, he had got hurt, and um, we really didn't have anybody to, to fill that spot. And, you know, we had had talks, me with my uh, offensive line coach, um, prior to that about maybe making the move uh, to center for that being – my best opportunity to make it to the next level. And, you know, when he got hurt, it was like, okay, this, we need you now. Um, this, this is the, the best time to transition. We don't have another guy. We don't know if he's, Quincy is going to be able to make it back for the season. So, um, yeah, it was late in spring. So I had, you know, three, four months to get ready for uh, a whole new position I never played in my life, never sent the ball. Um, and it, it was – it was a moment I, I embraced um, because I knew my team needed it, and at the moment it felt right. Um, and so I just worked my tail off for the rest of the spring and, and all summer, uh, getting reps, watching film, everything, just trying to become the best center I could possibly be for myself and for the team. And, yeah, it was a, it was a great thing to embrace and, and embody. The man you were uh, snapping the ball to uh, alongside us, uh, a different entry into this team. Hajmalik Williams uh, came in in 2019 uh, to this program as the starting QB and, and never looked back. He was a freshman All-American, All-Conference throughout this year. This year, um, if he is not on a CAA All-Conference team and not high up there, I am, I'm going to call somebody. But uh, he is Hajmalik Williams, and, and, and Haj... It seems like a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago, but, but can you kind of, when you're looking back at all that you and this team has accomplished uh, since you started for us back in 2019, what, what comes to mind? What sticks out? Um, just the journey, you know, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but a lot of memories. You know, uh, I think coming from 2019, you come to Campbell not knowing uh, – nothing about the school, you know, a lot, especially a lot of people from home, you know, they're like, what is Campbell? What is, where is that school? So just to, to see how much the university has grown, you know, as a whole, you know, playing games on ESPN, taking like, you know, say uh, FBS team down to the wire and getting it on ESPN top 10, just things like that and creating buzz is a, is a, a great honor. And then seeing us have, you know, the number one recruiting class from being just a, a, a school in Bowie's Creek that didn't, many people know about is, is the great growth that you see. In a, uh, it feels good to have a part of it. Yeah, isn't that great, guys? And, and you mentioned it, and you mentioned it as well, that, that 2020 season that was rough for so many reasons, of course, that was the fall of COVID. The Big South said, hey, we're going to play our season in the spring. Coach Minner, who knows what a toll a season takes, said, we're not going to do that. We're going to play in the fall. We're going to go out. We're going to take on all the FBS teams that we can. That four-game series, you guys, not only did you play those games, you competed, and that's really what Campbell put on, on, on the map. Did, did, does that sink into you guys? If you guys would have gone and gotten beaten 70-zip four straight times, it really wouldn't have put him on the map. But you guys got on national TV and really proved yourself. That, that was something, wasn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, it was a great experience, um, you know, just having that competition on that type of level, especially during a tough time like it was in the world. Um, it was big for our program to not only compete, but, you know, have something to do because a lot of, you know, people had battled mental health issues, yep. you know. So if football would have been taken away from us that year as a whole, like a lot of the universities uh, were, I don't know where, what guys would have done. And I feel like, you know, we were thankful for the opportunity and then we wanted to show that and exemplify that in our play as we competed against those programs. Both of you guys, uh, this your first year in the CAA, what we talked about in the first half hour with Coach Mentor, uh, no team 
has uh, has gone four and four their first year in the CAA since uh, over ten years ago. There's been seven teams that have come in. Usually, it's no wins, one win, maybe two wins. Isaiah, we'll start with you. What did you notice uh, uh, about the play, and how proud were you of this team? Uh, not only winning a bunch of games, being in a lot of games, and going toe to toe with with top twenty five ranked teams. Yeah, you know, I think it shows the fight of the team. Um, you know making a conference change, going into one of the, the toughest conferences at the FCS level. Um, we, we knew what we were getting ourselves into once we got the news, and uh, we didn't back down from anybody. We know we, we grinded, we did our, our best to put together a team to go compete um, throughout the spring and uh, the summer. And man, it really just shows the heart of a lot of the people on the team and the, the willingness we had to uh, put forth the effort to say, hey, we're not going to back down to anybody. We're going to go compete, and we're going to win some of these games. And we had in our mind we were going to win every game. And um, you think when you go back and watch the film and watch the play, um, you can see that. Um, yeah, and I think, I think that shows just who we are as a team and the character that is developing here and that is going to continue to grow. And I think we laid a great foundation, you know, for our first year in the CAA. How's your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this is, has been the toughest season I ever played in, you know, through my whole college career. You know, uh, we've we lost now to, what is it, two, three? Three. Three playoff teams, you yep. know. That's something that we didn't see in the Big South. So, uh, for my guys returning, you know, they've seen it. They understand what it's like to play into that competition and what you need to do to make sure you come out with the win. Um, the CAA, it, it really prepared us for a lot of things, Um for the future, you know, so that's why I'm very uh, optimistic about Campbell and where the program is going to go, especially behind Coach Mint's leadership. Um, and I feel like our leadership as well as seniors, we, we left a great mark. You know, I feel like if guys can feel how we felt, how we feel now as, you know, at peace and you gave your all to the program, you, you would be very optimistic as, you know, you leave and, and guys follow in your footsteps. You guys both took a, a, a leap of faith. We'll, we'll start with you, Haj. You were a guy that was that was recruited by FBS teams out of high school, did a prep year. You were you were going to go to Army. You decided that wasn't for you. It was before people knew about Campbell. They were a, they were a fledgling scholarship program. W what made you take a chance and call Campbell your home? Um, I just had, I shared a story with uh, my teammates today for our last speech. Uh, it was basically I could go to a bigger school than the university and just be another jersey number. Or I can go somewhere that has that doesn't have much history and create my own, you know, and help create the history there and traditions there. So that's kind of where I was at. Um, I felt like that was the best opportunity. Me talking with Coach Mint, you know, that's kind of the the final touch. You you talk with that guy, you like, oh man, yeah, I definitely want to play for this guy. <laughs> yeah. um, but more on the the, I know that I whatever success this this school has. In the future, I can say that I helped build it and start it. And a lot of people can't say that. They can just say, you know, there was another person of class of 2022 or 23, and I wore jersey number six or whatever. But here, I know I have a great foundation, and my name will be here years and years and years after I'm going to, you know, guys will have that testimony to say, yeah, Hodge gave it his all every day. He helped be, you know, helped us become these champions that we're going to become, and that's all I can ask for. Isaiah, when, when you took a leap of faith here, it was even more of a leap of faith. It was 2017. They were saying, hey, we're going to scholarship football. You're going to have to redshirt a year um, and come all the way down from the mountains. You grew up uh, just outside of Asheville in, in Marion, North Carolina, came all the way down to Bowie's Creek. What made you decide that, that this place and this program was, was the place for you? Yeah, it was really um, on my official visit when I met with Coach Minner. Um, it, it was his vision that he had for the program and the vision he saw in me, and, and it aligned with uh, what I believed I could achieve and what I could do. Um, you know, coming from a small town like Marion, North Carolina, you know, I wasn't heavily recruited. I did have a couple other offers, uh, some D2, some other small Division I schools. Um, but Campbell was my first uh, official visit I took, and, um, you know, when you meet a man like that, um, you know he's serious, and you could tell – he knows where he's going, and he, you know, he proved it by playing in the league for as long as he did. But um, when I met him and had that discussion, it was it was a no-brainer um, that this was the place I wanted to be, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't change that for the world. Hodge is from Atlanta, so we know a lot about Atlanta. <laughs> but tell me about Marion, North Carolina, man. What kind of what kind of place is that? Uh, if you've seen Bowie's Creek, you've seen Marion, North Carolina. <laughs> you ain't lying. It's, you it's, ain't it's lying. Very very similar. Um, super small town, you know. Uh, one high school in the county, 
So everybody knows everybody. You got two middle schools. Um, so super small town, uh, country folk, uh, very southern. But, man, it's a beautiful place to grow up, you know, not in the middle of the mountains. Uh, just a beautiful place. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's just <laughs> uh, another small town. Um, but, yeah, it's, and that, that attracted me when I came here, too. I was like, you know, I'm used to the small town life. Um, and it just fit and felt just like home. And, and I tease you a little bit, Haj, and we've had conversations <laughs> about this before, but, but you're from one of the, one of the biggest cities in, in the United States. Right. You go into Bowie's Creek, man. <laughs> it's not like, hey, where you grew up, not like Isaiah saying, hey, it's, it's kind of similar. Right, it is right. nearly the polar opposite. But why did you fall in love with this place? Um, it, it's what you need to develop as a man. You know, less distractions. You get to focus on what you want to do and how you want to conduct your life. So there's no excuses on, hey, um, I was distracted. I didn't get to, you know, build the relationships and everything. So it teaches you everything that you need to be successful in the big world, you know, so all in this small town. And that's why I'm thankful for it. So it kept me on a, on a straight and narrow that I was able to develop and build character, you know, so that's one of the things that I'll be able to take with me far along these years of playing Campbell football. I know, um, speaking of home, uh, your family, very important to you, and, and your mom uh, <laughs> went viral at, at least one time this year, you know, um, all, all moms want to see their sons do really, really well, but my right. goodness, your mom is, <laughs> is such a fan of this whole team. To talk about that. She was always front and center with the pom-pom, with your jersey on. That had to be special. No, definitely, definitely. You know, I, and a lot of my teammates don't really get to have their parents at every game, so the fact that she comes and spreads the love wherever we are around the country is, is a very great thing to have, and I, I don't take it for granted not one bit. Um, we were close growing up. You know, she's been doing this since I started the sport and whatever sport I'm playing. So uh, it's nothing new to me, but it, it's, it's warming to see the guys uh, take, you know, understand that she's not just here for me. You know, yeah. she want to support all of us and, and pass that love if their mom isn't there. You know, I know Height, um, Austin Height, he had a, a great relationship with her because of, you know, um, how she con uh, consolidated him and, yeah. you know, helped give him love of, you know, after a game. And I think that's the biggest thing that she can do, you know, and we're all, I think we're all grateful to have her in the stands. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a family feeling inside that building, inside the football building. Tell me about, because you guys have been a part of it, um, right. helped develop it. Tell me about the culture of Campbell football and, and what this program is right now. Mm, it's, it's, it's very family-oriented. Um, we, you know, we did numerous lock-ins, and we – there is things called a triple H where, you know, you do a, your hero, your hardship, and your highlight. And, you know, guys, a lot of guys and coaches, you know, come to tears just talking about their past and how they got here. And it's, it's, it's heartfelt and warming of understanding, okay, this is a guy that I'm going battle with and for um, to help win games because they also have dreams and aspirations of where they came from and the things that got them to this place and what made them the person that they are today. So, when you, when you hear that, you're like, man, this is a guy that I can call my brother forever. And if I ever need anything, it's no hesitation on who's the per first person that's going to come to mind. So I think at Campbell, you know, and a lot of the most successful teams in the country are in, are in middle of nowhere. You know, yeah. you think of Alabama no and Tuscaloosa, you know. Yeah. So it, it, that's where you you have to lean and bond on and uh, lean on each other to really develop and say, hey, you're my family away from home. And that's where, you know, great teams are made. Yeah, Isaiah, you've seen it uh, develop even more since being in this program from 2017. What, what do you think about the culture of Campbell football now? Yeah, I think uh, Hodge hit it right on the head. You know, being in a small town, there's not much to do. So, um, you know, you spend time, a lot of time with your guys, and that bond is, is, you know, unbreakable. You know, I've made many relationships that will last a lifetime. And, you know, since, since I've came here, we've, we've preached family. We've preached one team, one heartbeat. Um, so we've always preached, you know, buying into one another, and uh, it, you truly see that in the way this culture is growing at this school. Um, so, yeah, it's, this, this environment is special, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, Coach Minter, again, you, you want to talk about building a culture. He, he is the one that has, uh, that, that has done this for, for, for over, over a decade. What, what makes him so special? <laughs> oh man, his patience. Yep. Um, his patience with us is what, and he does it not needing to do this. Like people don't really understand that we have a Super Bowl coach that uh, 
is a great player, has a great history, um, a lot of money. So why are you at Bowie's Creek Campbell, you know what I mean, where football isn't much of a thing? And um, here is the place where we develop. You know, we're lucky to have a, a guy with his expertise here. You know, he's, I think he's on the same level as Deion Sanders. Like, he could be somewhere much bigger and better, you know, but he chooses to be here and, and, and really develop us as men, you know. And I think what people don't understand that it's, it's very – it's so much harder to create something from the beginning yeah. and watch it um, unfold and unravel the exact way that you want it to. Um, so that's why he's and he's not a quitter. So that's why he's really staying with it. And each year, you know, we, the the record is is kind of the same, but the the outcome and yep. how much we've grown is is totally different. And I think Coach Mitt's patience with us as as we develop, you know, that's why we have a NFL two NFL guys in there. You know, we had a, a third yep. that had the opportunity. So like, it's no coincidences that he's getting better and, and the. Development is moving faster, but, um, you know, we just want the wins to show for it, basically. Yeah. Isaiah? Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Mann is a definition of special. Um, you know, he's he's irreplaceable uh, for this program. You know, the things he's done as far as building men um, is under undervalued. Uh, he's a – he gets it mm -hmm. uh, at the highest level. Um, he's, he's always going to be in your corner. Um, I feel like, you know, some programs, you know, if – if you're not producing as a player, you're gone immediately, but he gives you chance after chance because he really wants to see you succeed in life. And he's always going to be there for you. Um, and I think that's what separates him from a lot of other coaches. And, you know, I think that's why his journey has been so difficult because he's, he's not just trying to get wins. Um, that's, he's trying to truly build men and build coaches um, to truly unlock the greatness within, within themselves. And, uh, truly connect them to who they are and what this life has in store for them. So, uh, yeah, he's he's not your ordinary coach by by far from none, and um, he's special for that reason. And agree, and he's one heck of an interview too. And oh, he, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> we, we've been doing this for 11 years now, and he's never needed another take. It's yeah. been it's been amazing. You guys nailing this interview as well. Uh, before we talk about what's going on on the football field post Campbell. Let's talk a little bit about both you guys. You, you guys both uh, already have bachelor's degrees here, working on grad school degrees. Uh, tell me uh, about your degrees and, and what you might want to do life after football. Um, well, for me, you know, I, I, I've uh, got my degree in business administration. And um, in today's world, with a lot of different ways to make money, you know, I partake in Airbnbs and um, Turo and things like that. So I kind of just kind of in Atlanta, a big city, I just kind of leveraged that, um, met with a lot of real estate people. So you've been doing that already, yeah, huh? Yeah, All yeah, right, definitely. okay. Um, it, and it's not the easiest to do while you're in school, so no, it's not like not I'm, at I'm all. telling people to do that. <laughs> if you're able to, though, if you have, you know, the the resources and help to do it, you definitely should. But if not, um, just stay in, it, stay in it and learn all the intricacies that you can of, of the business world and Things just like relationships, you know, that's, yeah. that's things that get overlooked a lot. You know, how how you shook this person's hand is things that I learned, you know, from Atlanta. I didn't think those things were important until I got here and developed as a man. Like, hey, what you wear is important. You know, that's that's something that people judge you on. So I had to, you know, understand that. And that's that's what made me the person that I am today at by being here at Campbell and learning these from my instructors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, for me, uh, my undergrad was in health and physical education, um, and I'm getting my master's in education now. So my passion truly lies in education and teaching others. Um, you know, wherever that leads me, that leads me. Um, but my life after football, I'm, my main goal is to open up my own school. You know, I truly uh, see that as a pinnacle time to uh, foster other young people's lives. And, you know, I would love to run something um, and have that impact on a large group of people. So wow. uh, it, started, it started out just, you know, wanting to be a principal. Um, but I truly uh, believe it's in my path to um, go bigger than that and uh, really get into that world as much as possible. That's amazing. Amazing from you both. And I know both aspirations to, to keep to keep playing football. So so what does that look like over the next couple months for both of you? Um, I have a big decision to make. You know, I have another year of eligibility. Yep. So 
Um, it's just with me understanding, you know, playing my cards out and seeing if the league is the best fit right now or what else I want to do with that year. So it's it's kind of, you know, pending right now for me. But um, as I look back, um, I know I set myself up to have whatever decision or avenue that I want to take, I would yep. be successful at. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, my, my next aspirations is, is the NFL. Um, you know, I, I put together a really great uh, senior campaign and, um, you know, so now it's truly recovering, getting the body back, and, and I'm right to training, um, looking for the excited for that next phase of, of making an NFL team. So, uh, yeah, truly all the way bought in uh, to that. And, uh, and finally, guys, um, if you can pick one, what is your best memory for what has been uh, uh, two amazing careers here at Campbell? Mm, that's a lot of memories. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. Oh, man. I wouldn't say memories, but I would say the best thing that I'm thankful for is the relationships. You know, uh, coming here to a place like this, you're like, what is going on? Who are these people? Yeah. You know, but you get to meet great people like Coach Manor, Coach Whedon, Julian Hill, you know, uh, Hurts, you know, friends that I, I, people that I call my friends forever. You know, I think that's one thing that I'm thankful for, and that's, I guess, will equate to my biggest memory. Yeah, um, I have to say uh, this, uh, the 2022 season, prior to that season, you know, uh, a lot of the people on the team decided to go bald uh, to really sacrifice, mm. <laughs> uh, to show sacrifice and how dedicated we were to that that's season. That's right. And so, uh, and I'm still bald to this day because of that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that time was so fun, you know, um, I, I shaved our offensive coordinator's head, you know, it was just, you know, just to see the people that were buying in and taking that leap of faith. It was just a fun, you know, couple of weeks or couple of days of uh, convincing people and talking to people and everybody being bought in and shaving their heads. It was laughs. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> um, it was seeing goofy people. People look goofy with a bald head. So uh, that that whole span of time is, is probably my favorite memory mm-hmm. of, of being at Campbell was when we all went bald. Isaiah Birch, our center. Haj Malik Williams, our quarterback. Uh, guys, thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you for all that you have done for, for Campbell and Campbell yes. football. Thank you. Thank you. That'll do it for Camel Call Live. No a show this next Monday, but we will come up uh, over the uh, next break and uh, December 4th, December 11th, the final two shows of the calendar year. We'll be back uh, next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.